When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's a scoop Thursday. It's a reckless speculation Thursday here with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the five eyewitness news sports department. Inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams and a little little speculation sprinkled into the mix here. Uh, Doogie, what's going on, man? Tell the audience before we get going here why you look so slim compared to maybe uh, two or three months ago. Well, thank you for those compliments, Phil. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday to you, to Judd, to Declan. Reckless Speculation. Absolutely. It's all thanks to MNFatLoss.com. Officially down 20 pounds. Oh, there Began it is. The journey on yeah. July 2nd. Got sidetracked a bit while in Tennessee. Heck, went on vacation, went in Rome. Right, I had to enjoy myself. But even with that week, even getting sidetracked ever so slightly, I'm still down 20 pounds. It's an easy-to-follow program. Heck, I did this naturally, safely, effectively. It's all about learning how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, what to drink, what to not drink, right, in terms of sugary drinks. It wasn't that hard to eliminate all the cream I have in my coffee right? To drink more water. I like water. Why not just drink more instead of yeah. that Powerade or that Gatorade or that Diet Coke? Hey, how about just a little bit more water? You can put some electrolytes in the water. Himalayan pink salt, right? Sea salt, right? That adds a little bit of flavor. There's all sorts of different things you can do. It's all about eating the right proteins, fruits, veggies. So I'm all about losing even more weight. Hopefully I can get to 25 or 30 pounds. Don't have a set goal in mind, but 20 is a really nice number. MNFatLoss.com for more information. If I can do it, trust me, you can as well. Many patients like me lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600. That's 763-312-7600 or schedule online at MNFatLoss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C. Results may vary. Have all this energy, Phil, for today's Let's joint go. practice. Vikings, Titans. Let's go. Yeah, Judd and I, we're going to be out there today. Going to be uh, putting on some. I'm going to need some of Judd's SPF 50 today, I think. For, Are you guys uh, sharing a microphone, too, when you're when you're like, how's that going to work logistically? Just just asking for Purple Daily. Oh, I, no, I'll just we'll just go. We'll go home and do it later. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it'd be cute. You guys are just staring the no. same microphone. No, that's not cute at all. <laughs> no, that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Just in the same in the no. same frame. I guess. Just no. passing the mic back and forth. Not gonna no, happen. we'll. Uh, I think we'll just go home and do the yeah. the live stream from our our home studios. So, Doogie, what uh, what do we know here? What do you want to leave with in terms of your Vikings notebook here? Your Viking scoops. Well, I mean, a lot of people that will be there today, if they were there on Wednesday, noticed a bunch of players not taking part, including Brian Asamoah. Now, I don't have specifics on what the injury is, but I did have somebody in the know tell me, hey, it's trending toward him being ready September 10th, the opener at U.S. Bank Stadium against Tampa. That being said, it's not like he's about to get back on the practice field. You hear Kevin O'Connell on Wednesday once again sing the praises of Ivan Pace Jr., gold standard, something like that. I might be paraphrasing, but when describing Ivan, used the word gold. So, Judd, last week I was saying, hey, if Asamo is okay, I fully expect him to start on September 10th. But if it's going to be a little bit more time, the more Ivan Pace Jr. is out there, I guess I would not be shocked if on September 10th, Ivan Pace Jr. is running with the first team defense. Yeah, and the the awesome Moa thing is weird too, Dukes, because he's been out on the practice field, obviously not in pads and a helmet, but he was out there yesterday standing relatively near me, and I was like trying to see if there was a wrap on a leg, which you often see, or like there was something where you could tell there was something on his shoulder. And as the Ivan Pace train comes by my house, because it is really rolling (laughs) right now, there was nothing I could see. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a hamstring or what, but uh, it, I asked O'Connell about this on Saturday, and he basically m- made it sound like they were trying to get Asamoah set to take uh, part in these practices against the Titans. Clearly, that was not the case, though. So, yes, I I think that there is a very decent chance that Ivan Pace Jr. might be in the Brian Asamoah role, because it might go back to him eventually, on opening day. That would not surprise me. He's getting a ton of run. They are mixing in different guys. The one constant, because I keep seeing this, is Jordan Hicks is the constant. Jordan Hicks is going to play. Like people think, well, he's old and he's slow. No, he's going to be replaced. It's going to be Pace and Asamoah. Um, as I told Phil and Dex a couple of days ago, Jordan Hicks is the stabilizer here. He knows what's going on. But it won't be surprising if Pace is actually the guy by him against the Buccaneers, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's interesting that O'Connell alluded to the idea of getting Asamoa ready for these joint practices because I sense that there was never a chance of him being on the field this week. Now, maybe as soon as next week, but you just you think about all these reps he's missing when Pace Jr. continues to impress day after day. I mean, he's a guy, if you want to note a bunch of guys who had good days on Wednesday, Ivan Pace Jr. was one of those guys. Yes, on Jordan Hicks. I get it. He took a significant pay cut, but he's still making millions of dollars. There is a trust factor. Yeah, I don't know why anybody thought at any point why Jordan Hicks wouldn't be on the field a bunch. The plan always was, once he took that pay cut with the trust factor of him being so darn smart, that he is going to be one of those back on the field just about at all times. Yeah. So, all right, not that this is like here or there, but just for fun, I was kind of cruising around this morning the national talk shows and uh, our guy Greeny, friend of the show, Mike Greenberg on get up was asking the panelists like Harry Douglas was one of them and Dan Orlovsky. And there might've been somebody else too. Hey, NFC North, how would you rank the four teams in terms of, you know, power rankings or where you think they're going to finish? 
and one of them had the Vikings third. The other one had the Vikings fourth. And and the logic was mostly around the inexperienced defense that, hey, Brian Flores is here, but there's just a bunch of question marks on defense. Is that how the Vikings feel? Because I think so many – this narrative is out there that the Vikings lost so many pieces, right? They lost Kendricks, and they, like – I don't know that they've downgraded. They lost Patrick Peterson. I don't know that they've downgraded personnel. Is that a hot take? Like, just because they got rid of names on defense, I don't know that it means they downgraded personnel on defense. They certainly upgraded coordinators. So this this narrative is a little bit confusing to me, I guess. Well, it's very confusing. By the way, when I say linebackers with Hicks, I mean inside linebackers. I get it. Neil Hunter, technically. DJ Wanham, technically linebackers. I mean inside linebackers. Yeah, Phil, I mean, I heard Colin Cowherd on his national talk show on Wednesday talking about some teams that are going to fall off the cliff. Him and his sidekick had the Vikings number two on that list, pointing to 11 wins last year in these one-score games, luck involved, like the crazy comeback against the Colts. We can go up and down the list of all the crazy stuff that happened last year that that just can't repeat itself. They pointed to all these guys leaving. Kirk Cousins being in a transition year, contract year, you know, will he be here in 2024? They were of the opinion. They think Cousins is for sure a goner that he isn't here in 2024. So they just think 2023 is going to be a transition year overall for the Vikings. Internally, Phil, especially after securing Daniil Hunter, I can promise you internally, they feel like they have a roster that will win the NFC North that can make some noise in January. But let's just start with the regular season being the best of four teams in the NFC North, they feel internally like this roster is good enough to win whatever it takes, nine games, 10 games, maybe it's just eight, but to win enough games to win the division, which guarantees you at least one home playoff game. Do you do you think, too, on that panel that any of them know who a Caleb Evans is? You know no. what I mean? Like, I, 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 I wouldn't even say it's downgraded. I just don't think they know who's on the defense because they're the Vikings. They're not the Cowboys or the Jets they follow all the time. So I don't think it's necessarily them downgrading. I just don't think they know who's on the Vikings, basically, on the defensive side of the ball. Well, and do they realize how bad the defense was last year? I get it, okay? I'm sure in many ways they are going to miss Zadarius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson. I think Eric Kendricks is an excellent addition for the Chargers. Look forward to seeing him here week three. But let's not forget, the Vikings, statistically speaking, were one of the worst, if not the worst, defense in the league last year they only can go up I really have a hard time Judd are you with me I really have a hard time believing the defense after what we saw last year could Mm -hmm. be any worse this year and I I think the thing and I I spent um most of the practice the joint practice on Wednesday actually focused on the defense and I think what people are missing is I think the past defense is going to be improved because of this I think there's going to be so much pressure on quarterbacks, unless it's a, unless it's a Mahomes type, I think a lot of guys are going to get flustered, and the cornerbacks are going to hold up a lot better if the quarterbacks feel that they have to get rid of the ball. I think where the real question mark lies in is the run game. The run defense is the one thing that concerns me because Dalvin Tomlinson's a big loss there. And that's harder to gauge in training camp practices. Like I can see Kirk Cousins flustered or Malik Willis flustered or Ryan Tannehill flustered, right? But 
and I did see some interesting inside run game um, uh, hits, certainly on Wednesday. But that's where I'm curious, because I think the loss of Tomlinson there is going to be huge. And I guess the question is, can Kyrie's Tonga step in and play well? So I am much less concerned about the cornerbacks being picked apart than I actually am what's going to happen when we get into football-y football things, like what occurs at the line of scrimmage when a bell cow running back is coming through that hole. Well, that. which is fair, but I still worry about three of the first five quarterbacks they face in Jalen Hurts, sure. Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. It looks like Makai Blackman is going to be on the field a bunch starting week one. That it won't be Jawan Williams, that the three cornerbacks, when they go with three cornerbacks, will be Murphy Jr., Caleb Evans, and Makai Blackman. Now, I think we're going to see three safeties on the field a bunch. We're starting to see that already. We saw it back, heck, in OTAs and minicamp. Yeah. Josh Metellus is going to get yes, a bunch Tom. of snaps with Cam Bynum, with Harrison Smith on the field. Yeah. I am fascinated, though, to see this Flores defense continue to play out exactly. Like, he's going to send guys from all sorts of different angles. You will see defensive linemen coming back in coverage. You'll see Harrison Smith blitzing. Like, they're going to bring guys from so many different spots can that fluster some of those quarterbacks? But yes, does that create maybe some confusion for them in that run game? So I guess I get where you're coming from, Judd. Dukes, let's do, uh, I feel like you know, twice a week, we've been kind of chipping away at these, you know, the Kareem Hunts and the Dalton uh, Reisners. I, let me ask you this. What would you say the percentage chance is, just your own speculation, on them signing someone from the outs? Not like claiming someone off waivers after the cuts, but I mean signing someone that's still out there in the next couple weeks. They need to make an offer, Phil. So until yeah. an offer comes, I think it's relatively low. Now, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. We saw it again earlier this week, bringing in a veteran running back for a visit, Mike Davis. Heck, as a fantasy football aficionado, a 20-team league fantasy football aficionado. Like two years ago, Mike Davis was a legit in a 20-team league fantasy football running back. Yeah. Like just two years ago, 2021 for the Atlanta Falcons, Mike Davis was legit, but like they didn't come close to offering him a contract. Maybe they could down the road, but my understanding is no, right? But you keep bringing in these running backs. I wonder if at some point they add some running back, but they have yet to make Kareem Hunt an offer. They've yet to make Dalton Reisner an offer. Ronald Darby is visiting the Ravens today. That to me makes all sorts of sense with Marlon Humphrey now out for a bit, Baltimore's number one corner. So Darby to the Ravens to me makes a ton of sense, but they haven't extended him an offer either. So, Phil, at this point, until they extend an offer, I think the chances are very, very minimal. I, I don't think the panic on the cornerbacks is as high as we think. Um, to Doogie's point, Blackman, in, in their mind, I think has played <clears throat> played well, excuse me. And so I don't think there, there's not like a complete lack of depth there. There's a little bit of lack of depth, but there's not a complete one. I, I think Joan Williams, you guys, is perceived as a decent backup here. Uh, the running back thing, I think, comes down to one guy, Kane Wongwu. Where yeah. is he? Like, Kane Wongwu has been out now. He was supposed to challenge. Again, they put him second on that unofficial depth chart for a reason. That was a challenge for, hey, you show us that you're as good or better than Ty Chandler. I mean, they definitely, to their credit, want a committee of sorts. That doesn't mean that Madison won't carry the ball a lot. But their goal is not to have the Dalvin Cook bell cow guy, and that's it. So 
I, I really think that the running back thing and bringing th- them in comes down to asking Kane, are you going to get back or not? Because if he's not, they're going to have to do something. If he is, he's still got a chance. But the clock is ticking here now. I mean, this has been a long, long time for him and, quite frankly, uh, Jalen Naylor as well. Yeah, I mean, where was Kane on Wednesday? So a bunch of the guys at least were out there. Jalen Naylor has been a practice observer here for the last couple of weeks. Asamoah, as we noted, was out there. Did I miss him, Judd? I didn't see Kane out there. My understanding is Kane wasn't to be found anywhere on Wednesday. Now, that may have just been treatment time inside, whatever, but the fact that he wasn't out there observing practice to me is a big time red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's I think there's a genuine concern there because if if he's not going to be available, um, I don't know that they feel that, that there's a sufficient uh, third guy to Chandler right now because McBride, I mean, he has just shown he is a practice squad guy. So I I think they're bringing guys in as sort of a hey, we're gonna sign, hey, can a we're gonna hey, we're gonna really do it now, you know? And eventually, they're probably going to have to if he can't come back. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's why I say like I wouldn't be shocked if. They had some sort of running back. But, Phil, you asked me, like, will it be a street-free agent? I think maybe more likely it's a waiver claim. You know, Mm -hmm. some team makes a move on August 31st or September 1st, whatever that roster cut-down day is. I think it's maybe that Friday or that Saturday, September 2nd, that they make a move that weekend for somebody. But I would not be shocked if, bottom line, they do bring in a running back because of what judges laid out in large part of Kinney's injury. Yeah. Um, Hey, just a quick thank you to our audience. So we asked you to help us raise $10,000 at the beginning of the week for our Power of Sports. This is the first annual Power of Sports auction benefiting the Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. You guys have helped us get over 11,000. We still have some time this week. I want to point to at scornorth.com slash bid, where you can find all the items up for bid for buy it now. And if you just want to donate, we have still 21 tickets available for the uh, Twins Executive Balcony Hangout with the Scorner Twin Show when the Angels are in town on Saturday, September 23rd. So you can hang out with us in an area of Target Field, the Executive Balcony that you do not just get access to. Uh, we're going to have food available, and Shohei Otani is going to be there, hopefully not in the Executive Balcony Suite, but maybe hitting home runs in the Executive Balcony Suite. Um, and Judd's working on seeing if everyone in the suite can uh, demand a roster move. Just since you're in the executive balcony, maybe we can make that happen. But those are available. 21 tickets left at scorenorth.com slash bid. So thank you guys for helping us uh, generate money for a great cause here. Judd, tell the audience about your favorite van. Oh, that's very, that is very simple. It's that van right there. My friend Cody Finch, Finch Home Solutions, who can handle any electrical issue in your home, no matter how small, no matter how big. Guess what? Finch wants to fix it. And if you don't believe the Finch is the the best in town, look, if you're a, a, a fan of the purple, you have to be a fan of a guy and a team that absolutely loves the purple and they love to take care of any problems. Again, we're, we're talking about they can rewire your whole home. They're going to be fast. They're going to be efficient. They're going to do a fantastic job. Finch Home Solutions is going to get the job done. And they are 
the best in town again. $199 right now for a home safety inspection um, and a free electrical panel inspection as well. That's right. I said free. They'll come to your home. They'll do it for free and then take care of any problems that you might have. But they're going to be honest about it. And that's the most important thing. Look, Sports Dad has used them. Sports Dad trusts them. And if I trust them, you should too. 612-357-2604. FinchHomeSolutions.com. There's a form to fill out. Um, if you need them to come to your house, you don't even really need to talk on the phone. How great is that? FinchHomeSolutions.com. I'm telling you, they're going to do a good job. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, Doogie, did you see that? I love Ryan Clark. I think Ryan Clark's one of the best former player sports analysts in media right now. He adamantly said, I think it was on NFL Live yesterday, that George Pickens has a lot more talent than Justin Jefferson, but it just needs to come to fruition. He needs the quarterback, et cetera. Uh, what did you make of that? With you, love Ryan Clark. Love listening to him. I think he's brilliant in so many ways. I respectfully disagree. Now, what's interesting, not only did Ryan Clark say that, Patrick Peterson, yeah. Justin Jefferson's former teammate, LSU Brotherhood, Patrick Peterson, after the Steelers' practice on Wednesday, doubled down. Now, complimented Jefferson, called him a savant, yeah. and he's so good at manipulating defensive backs into, you know, looks a certain way and you know, he can just he can do so many things. He's a big time thinker of the game, JJ is that George Pickens isn't in that stratosphere, but Pickens is entering year two, Jefferson entering year four. But Peterson said, bottom line, I agree with Ryan Clark that George Pickens is more talented than Justin Jefferson. Now we can define the word talent in so many different ways, but to me, bottom line, Phil is I disagree. I just do. I mean, to me, Justin Jefferson is the most talented receiver in the game yeah define ta- like so Cordero Patterson was wildly talented like it, it's such a weird nebulous word to use congrats go get 1800 yards every year and then we can talk about where you stand compared to Justin Jefferson I smell yeah, a rat here. to think about Ryan's Pittsburgh bias as well right? I smell Matt's a rat here boys through there I think there's a conspiracy here I think there's an LSU conspiracy here I think Ryan Clark told Jefferson exactly what he was going to say and how he was going to say it. Because in the same clip, Ryan Clark also talks about how Pickens was basically not coached well at Georgia, which, of course, is an SEC rival of LSU. Uh, And what I think it is, is uh, Pickens has a world of talent. He clearly does. Right. But he's not. But he's clearly not a smart player yet. And in 
saying that Pickens had more talent, both Peterson and Clark said that, as you said, Dukes, that Justin Jefferson's a savant. He is an incredibly smart player. That was a a challenge to Pickens, in my opinion, from guys who are uh, from, you know, two guys who have connections out of Pittsburgh, but most importantly, all college guys, right? That was a challenge to, we're telling you right now, George, if you get your head out of your bleep, you can be a superstar player. In fact, I'm going to say you have more talent because there's some pressure with that comment. I think this is an inside job, boys. I think this is an inside job, and I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Jefferson was actually tipped off because in calling him a savant, like that's that's huge praise because Clark was a savant. Like Clark was an incredibly smart player. I think that this is mm. – I think the call is coming from inside the house. Well, I mean, I don't know if J.J. <laughs> was given a heads up. I bet Ryan Clark told Clark's him. Pittsburgh connections. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked by that part of it, that this is somehow an inside job, Mike Tomlin with his fingerprints on it, to somehow motivate Pickens. I just don't know if J.J. was given some sort of heads up, though. Maybe. All I'm saying is I I think Ryan Clark knew what he was saying was blasphemy. Okay. But I also also think that this is an incredible – to Phil's point, Cordero. Cordero would have been a great guy to say this guy could be – he might be more talented than – Randy Moss, if he gets his head out of his butt. This is genius. This is genius. Let's fire a shot back across the bow here, okay? If we're trying to take underachieving, talented players and motivate them, here's what I'm going to say right now, okay? Marcus Davenport has more talent than T.J. Watt, okay? T.J. Watt is a pass-rushing savant. That's true. But Marcus Davenport has more raw talent than T.J. Watt. Hey, I love, Davenport was I a first-round pick, here. right? There was a reason why he was a first-round pick. <laughs> this is great. My dog, Stella, she's better than Lassie was. Yeah. She has more talent than Lassie. But if she could just apply herself with her lines, she could be a TV star. You could do this. Yeah, this could work. Further. This could work very well. My, yeah. My That's garbage good. man. My garbage yeah. man has more talent than Ralph Cramden did if he would just apply himself. Yeah. Declan Goff is a more talented host than Judd Zolgad. Yeah. Declan's no. mic is pretty much muted for this entire you know, segment. I feel well. I think. <laughs> I think if Declan could study the history of the Minnesota Twins a little bit deeper, oh, he God. might have a chance to maybe okay. match Judd Zolgad's career as a radio and podcast host <laughs> okay. in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Deck, did you did you go home and do some homework on the uh, yeah, Twins, or did, were you too busy last night? No, I, I was did looking at I was, I was looking at the grid, and I was wondering, you know, did, did they have to play for them, or can they just pass through that organization? You know, I always <laughs> oh, forget wow. which one that is. You know, Steve Lombardosi was a, a World Series hero in '87. He did not just pass through Minnesota. Well, Life started in, in the early '90s. The world started in the early yeah. '90s. The world wasn't not, even not in color me. until the '70s. So, I mean, who cares? There was dial-up, no DSL, no and I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, dude, what else do you have in your scoop bag for us? Well, NBA schedule release day, so we'll get the full Timberwolves schedule later today. No. Let me piggyback on my comments from Tuesday on the Twins injury front. So Alex Kirilov, we spoke with him Tuesday after you and I, the four of us, did this, right? And I mentioned on Tuesday, hey, Kirilov is swinging a bat, but there is no timetable. So Kirilov verified that Tuesday late afternoon in the Twins clubhouse, but also added, hey, there is hope that 
I'll be back. This is Kirilov talking. I'll be back before the end of the season. But at this point, he's just swinging, hitting off the tee. So it's not like he's in the cage or in the batter's box. So it's still going to be a bit with that shoulder injury for Kirilov. On Buxton with the hamstring injury, I just sense maybe I need to do a little bit more digging on this heading into next week. But since there's a good amount of frustration there. With there what? Just with is. Who? Which yeah, side? just maybe yeah. the way it's been handled and rehab and yeah, just I have a lot of question marks there. So I'll follow up into next week on that. But bottom line on him is it's still going to be a bit. He's going to need. We touched on this on Tuesday, but it's now official. Buxton will need a rehab assignment. So at this point, as yeah. we're talking on August seventeenth, does he not want? Not does he not want a rehab? So he doesn't want that. No, I didn't say that. No, I think at this okay. point he'd be open-minded. No, no, no. It's what a frustration I'm from the team side? Stuff. No, no. He's, or the my understanding side, would be though. he'd be fine at this point. When you're out this long, even if it's just two games of at-bats in St. Paul, if the schedule works out, and you noted, Phil, the Saints are home a bunch, maybe not next week, but they're home a bunch. Not that Buck is ready for a rehab assignment as soon as next Tuesday. But, no, my understanding is he'd be fine getting some at-bats at A. There's just, I think there's more to that story, but I'm telling you, bottom line, Buxton will not be back this month. Like we're looking at September for Byron Buxton. Yeah. But Dukes, is the frustration from both sides? Is it from the Buxton camp? Is it from the twins? Camp? Like I could see, like if somebody's fr- frustrated, I guess I'm confused about who would be frustrated exactly. Yeah. More so Buxton. Okay. Just, you know, some question marks, just the rehab process, how it got to this point, how to now treat it. What makes sense? What doesn't make we sense? We fired the trainer once or twice well, already. There were some communication breakdowns with Salazar, right? The trainer from last year. Things have gotten significantly better right. on that front. But, like, you think about Joe Ryan, right? I mean, Joe Ryan went on the record saying he yes. hid an injury, right? So how often is that coming up? So maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> it is a two-way street that, the twins are wondering why somebody like Joe Ryan you know is what? hiding information. <laughs> you know, just let Phil. I'm, 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 gonna def- I'm actually going to defend the twins here. Okay, the, oh, I would say man. this: that swapping out the trainer has seemingly not led to like fewer days missed from key players. Like, there's been a lot, but but that can be kind of random. And I'm not, I'm not. It's so easy to blame a trainer for like Kirilov having a shoulder problem. That that's. I'm going to put that aside for a second. Here's my: if if there's some frustration on the Buxton side. I feel like, and this is just my own, my own just sort of speculation here. This is a dude who's been in the major leagues for almost a decade and cannot play a hundred games in a season. It's not the twins fault. It's not the trainer's fault. It's not even his own fault. He just literally can't stay healthy to play a hundred games. And I wonder if some of that is sort of, you know, you're, you're looking at your career right now and yeah, you got the payday, but you're not going to hit your bonuses. You're, at this point, like having one of the worst years of your career in terms of, you know, expectations and the gap between that and the production, is he sort of feeling the stress and the weight of, God, I'm going to be 30 and I can't, I'm, I'm still sitting here in August like I am every year in the trainer's room trying to get back. So I, I need, I need someone or something to blame for it, right? Like to me, that, that would make sense that he's kind of, well, maybe sure. just frustrated, like lashing out in some ways. I'm, and All I'm not saying he's lashing out, but. Yes, I do think that is part of it. I think it's nuanced. I think there are many tentacles to the frustration. But yes, do I think, Phil, that is part of it, trying to justify the seven-year, $100 million contract, 
the fact that he keeps missing all these games, that he was following the Twins' plan of not playing in center field, yet still couldn't stay on the field. Yes, I think it's all of the above. So sure, yeah. absolutely. Judd, you have to go, by the way, to the uh, Tom Bernard show. Um, no, no, no. You're good? I, I, yeah. Inside Nine media, no, Judd. So. Did you Nine see the ten. email? Kirk Cousins <laughs> moved up to 1030. Kirk Cousins now 1030. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be out there for Kirk. I'm going to be recording with my friends here. I'm sorry. I cannot I cannot adhere to all of these times. I'm, I'm there to watch football practice, pass judgment, and ask Kevin O'Connell tough questions about Kirk throwing picks, which then I think the head coach does not appreciate, which <laughs> happened yesterday. I just said it was an opportunity. Was that an opportunity yeah. ball he threw for a he's, pick? He's not like, you're, trying, you're trying to set the head coach up, friend of the show, by the way. You're yeah. trying to set him up to rip his franchise to... quarterback, and yeah. he's not going to take the bait. Doogie so. appreciates the fact that I throw some fastballs at press conferences, okay? Oh, I love Doogie it. Yeah, I mean, that. with Chris Thomason gone, we need somebody, right? So yeah. thank you, Judd. Kevin O'Connell, by the way, talking to the Dunkers group in Egan later today. So maybe something will be revealed oh. after practice when Kevin O'Connell – Opens up to dunkers. Let's go. Wow. So, uh, Dukes, why don't you uh, empty your scoop bag here? What else do you have before we say goodbye on this Thursday? Or any other reckless speculation you may have? Yeah, continuing the Twins injury theme, Chris Paddock. Remember him? We thought he might be back. It's the longest Tommy John recovery in the history of Tommy John surgeries. Not yet. Not many guys have a second Tommy John surgery, so... Is he still under team control? He's unique in that regard. Yeah. Well, he signed the... Contract. He's here through 2025. He's locked up for another few years. But we thought maybe in April or May there would be a chance that Paddock could return, even if in the bullpen, but could help in September. Well, good news, bad news. The good news, he is going to face hitters in Fort Myers before the week is over. The bad news, there are no plans at this point for a rehab assignment. So signs point to him not helping the Twins in September, which is very unfortunate because at this point we're at like 15 months, 14 or 15 months removed from the surgery. Normally you can get back on the mound 12 to 13 months, if not prior to that, but I get it. He's he's under under team control though. He's under team control. He's fine. Take your time. Head down to Cancun or something. Enjoy the weather. Come back when you want. So that is, this is territory. no doubt about it. But the good news, he is facing some hitters in four Myers here in the coming days. Matt Boldy of the Wild, a two handicap. He will participate mm-hmm. in a Canadian golf event up in Brainerd. So it happens yeah. to be up in Brainerd. How do we get a month? Canadian and we golf connected with Brainerd. Boldy on Wednesday. Yeah. He was honest. He said, hey, I'm pretty good. Like two handicap. I can play. Yep. I will also get my ass kicked. I have no chance. In this event, he has a sponsor's exemption, but he's very so much looking forward to playing in this Canadian PGA event. I believe, is it, Declan, is it August 30th, August 29th, uh, August 28th? Yeah, it's, it's at like the end that? of the month. It, it's, it's, it, it's in Brainerd. I didn't I did know about that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Then the other note I have, Daniel Oturu, the former Gophers big man. He has agreed to terms. I don't think this is out there, but he's going to sign with a team in Turkey for pretty mm. good money, but he'll have some NBA out opportunities if – if an opportunity arises. Nice. Wow. Great session there, Good boys. Stuff, a little Doogie. scoops of reckless speculation. Reckless Some stuff for the aggregators. Plenty of stuff for the aggregators here today. Although we didn't touch on TJ Hawkinson. You got oh, by him? the way, my, my ear infection feels a lot yeah. better today. Hopefully his Feeling does good? too. Can you run a route? Oh, yeah. I can. Whatever you guys need from me. Can today. you take a hit? Yeah. Nope. No hits. 
weird. There okay. was a contract offer I saw sitting in front of Dan Seaman's desk too from Phil Mackey as of today yeah. too. So I am in a con- I am in a contract year. I yeah. am in a contract year, just yeah. like TJ Hawkins. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The difference being, I don't know, Phil, if we'd ever slap some sort of franchise tag on you. With all due wow. respect, no, I think I'm. I think I'm too. I'm too senior now, right? You can't. No, I, I guess you can put the franchise tag on anyone you want as long as you haven't done it before, right? A couple times. Oh, I and we so. haven't done it before. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Looks like Doogie's having trouble with his connection. Yeah. No, he might have to boot him out of here. There he goes. All right, dude. Right, we'll boys. see you out there at we'll practice to today. Later today. Can't wait. Absolutely. All right, Darren Doogie Wilson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department. Speculation. Oh, some of those uh, last scoops there, a couple of them anyways, were for sure presented by our friends at EcoFun. All right, EcoFun Motorsports, two locations in and around the metro, Forest Lake off 35 and Burnsville off 35W. You can get into all sorts of fun little toys here. We're talking about electric bikes. We're talking about scooters. ATVs, youth ATVs and dirt bikes, if you want to be, you know, parent of the year, or maybe even a souped up golf cart, motorcycles, all sorts of fun toys. Stop in or snoop around the website, ecofunmotorsports.com, and tell them that us knuckleheads at Score North sent you in for a visit.